This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for pilates, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at gametime.co and use promo code CF. BX for 20 bucks off gametime.co promo code CFBX. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf self, Steve Shermer. We're doing a mailbag, a little state of professional golf. I'm going to ask Steve what he's doing for Christmas. We got Cam around, hanging around. He might have some questions. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Steve, how are you doing today, buddy? A little earlier tonight. Kids went a little better. It is. Actually, they were a little more cooperative. Today. Unfortunately, my uh, oldest uh, kid lost a uh, tiny toy in her little uh, surprise egg that she likes. And we spent about 15 minutes trying to find that in the couch. Unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, there were tears, but eventually we distracted her with something else. And uh, she was able to go to bed. Like a Kinder Egg thing? No, it's it's kind of. It's not the candy one, though. It's basically, they, it's just like these, just think of it like an Easter egg, kind of. Like a bigger yeah, Easter egg. And then like you open it up and it's got like, I don't know, a bunch of choking hazards pretty much in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's like, I don't know, it'll be like food or it'll be like beach stuff or something like that. She lost a sneaker, apparently. That, oh. was, that was the big crisis around 7.50 tonight. Yeah. So, but nope, I am here. I am sorry I uh, got into the way of your, uh, your cookie night. I'm uh, sorry you were really, uh, you know, taken away from making sugar cookies or... Buckeyes no, or so whatever. We, we were doing that. No, so it was just simple, just like chocolate chip, and then we do the uh, peanut butter with the Hershey Kisses. But we're watching uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," which is uh, okay. always a classic, which my wife hasn't seen in a very long time. So we're rewatching that one in, in color. By the way, Ooh, I color. didn't know it existed. Okay, in color until I was fucking forty years old. Am I in the nest right now? Of course. I've never seen "It's a Wonderful Life." Oh, you fucking scumbag. Are you serious? It's one of the best. <laughs> I have. It's one of the best Christmas. That is your homework assignment. You have it's to my watch homework it. assignment. Homework assignment. You have to watch it. With all I your bad to. movie takes, like you have to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Bad movie takes. It's amazing okay. you have not seen that movie. You know, it's, well, it's, like, it's I know funny. You, I know it's funny you say that. Me, it's funny you say I have bad movie takes because every time I make a movie reference, you howl with laughter, by the way. So Not I don't everyone. have bad. It's your Goodfellas take, I feel like, is what just skews. That's everything. really what it is. And yeah. it's a fair take. It's, it's not a fair take. Fair. It's a completely fair take. Maybe we'll do a 75 minute episode on that at some point. But we, yeah, can, we, can, bring in, we can bring in Bowser, too, to talk about it. Bowser will talk mafia movies all fucking day. Okay. Uh, it, it just is a movie that has escaped my purview. I'm not a big Christmas movie guy, anyway. So there's really only a couple. Yeah, it, 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 I, I don't really get into that. So, but I, I'm sorry. I've not seen how uh, George Bailey reclaims his life. So, so you even know who the characters are? Of course I do. I know the general premise of it. <laughs> Basically, this depressed dude who thinks the world is awful. He gets shown, I don't know, like, it's like a, it's a basically, well, like a take on, uh, like, Ebenezer Scrooge, kind of, yeah. like, you know, you get, like, not really, but kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. Dude, Jimmy fucking Stewart, man. Jimmy Stewart. I don't know. I guess I grew up with my granddad watching his his shit, and I fucking loved it. It was on NBC every single year, and I watched it, and I loved it. Okay. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Old timer movie I used to watch every single uh, year. It was around Easter. Uh, we were big Ten Commandments. Oh yeah, yeah. Child yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We 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 loved. Uh, what was the or the Ramses? I think was the, yes. The, the, yep, yep. Yep. So it shall be written. So it shall be done. That was a yep. common statement in my house. Whenever my it's dad fun. wanted someone to do something. 
So he would basically say that Ben Hur was another one around that time. It was like it was like they played it all around the same time. It was Ten Commandments and Ben Hur around Easter. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I think I, you know, as a kid, I think I made it to when they parted the Red Sea and escaped. I don't think I ever really stayed up to the end though. I mean, it's a long uh, movie. Well, I went to Catholic school, so I was well yeah. aware of the fucking story, and uh, <laughs> I was none too impressed with the graphics from the Charles Melton movie. You're, you're not impressed with the 1962 graphics. No, but I also loved uh, It's a Wonderful Life, which was made in 1947, which is the same year my father was born, which is insane. <laughs> like, insane. That is Anywho. true. Anywho. All right. So, well, we got a bunch of questions. Um, right. We had a lot of good questions. Um, I Do we filter them out? I saw, I saw, no, we did. No, I saw, I saw Paulie's trolling question. That was hilarious. His trolling question. Did you not see it? I did He's not trolling. see it. Yeah, you'll see it. We'll get there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's a good question, but he's just trolling you. He's just tweaking you. I thought he was serious, actually. No. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Paul, you tell me. Did did he post it tonight? No, I don't know. I fucking saw it in the email. Okay. All right. I don't think he's, I don't think that was a troll. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll get to it and then you will explain why you think that's a trolling. And I actually have a serious (laughs) answer for that. So I'm sure you do. All right. Well, why don't we take our first break and uh, why don't we get right to the questions? All right. Well, listen, uh, underdog fantasy, they got a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, even on Christmas. We got football on Christmas Eve and Christmas. So uh, you boys better have uh, given good, good, good presents to your wife and children. uh, If you guys are going to be having those games on and uh, trying to pay attention. So listen, all you got to do is pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Okay. All right. Let's get to uh, the mailbag questions. First one, it's kind of a rapid, fi- it's kind of a rapid fire uh, series of questions. He asked a bunch, but it's from uh, at donkeys underscore diapers. Okay. Yeah, cool, uh, cool Twitter handle, bro. But he has to ask a bunch of cool questions. So first one, uh, best young players to look out for. So Capri, we were talking before the show. You have pretty much no idea who's really coming up the ranks, do you? No, because it's like I, I, I latch onto these guys and they turn into nothing. And like they'll they'll be somebody who I fall in love with for three weeks that gets my fucking money, who actually blows. And then I'll fall into love with another guy who actually blows. You'll be like our producer Cam Kerr, just lighting his money on fire week after week, uh, following fucking Carson Young. <laughs> Listen, uh, the the, uh, the takes of uh, you know Carson Young are not necessarily reflective of uh, all the hosts on the show. So. Like, but uh, it's like a prospectus warning. Exactly. No. I, so I, I, got, I got some names. So I think, uh, you know, let's start with like kind of some mainstream ones and then we'll go down the list. So the, I, I think the one I'm most excited for the guys who uh, earned their card through the uh, DP world tour, basically finishing the top 10 there. Um, Nikolai Hoygaard, you know, obviously oh, yeah. fine, the fine, European yeah. Ryder Cup team won the DP world championship. That's a guy, by the way, that I've been tracking for a couple of years now. He was really erratic. Like really volatile, just had no control over his ball striking sometimes, but he had really good peaks and valleys. Seems like he's really good, you know, consistent now. That's somebody who I have really high hopes for coming into this year. Um, that's somebody definitely on my radar. Uh the Cooney uh twins, uh Pearson and Parker. I think those ones are definitely uh at the top Why? of the uh, Why? They're not well, good. Well, they <laughs> what makes you think they're not good? 
I don't know. Okay, they well, look like assholes, and and people talked about them in DFS, and then they got they get cut. These names, Pearson Cootie, dude. You know my brand. No, I'm never going to support a guy named Pearson Cootie who was literally born in the country club, like probably on the buffet table. Like you like a golfer, like, you like a golfer named Ke- you like a golfer named Keegan Bradley. That's a douchey name too. It's different. That's that's a that's a oh, clannish okay. thing. It is. It's a clannish thing. We're very very clannish where I come from. If, okay. Even if you're remotely close to where I'm from, as soon as we leave there, we're friends. That's how. It works. Okay. Well, I, I I prefer Pearson of the Cootie Brothers. He's a former world number one amateur. He finished T14 Pearson at Big Hill. I uh, won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour this year. Parker's also pretty good, but uh, both those guys probably will make some noise. Uh, coming up on the PJ Tour. Uh, my favorite, though, of course, because I, I apparently, uh, we've been having discussions. I am just going to throw myself behind Team Europe uh, for the Ryder Cup next year. Yeah, let's go, baby. And the next big, tall Belgian that you're going to fall in love with, it was first Thomas Peters, then it was Come Thomas Detcher D- D- yep. for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Adrian Dumont de Chassart. That Ooh. dude is a Ooh. stud. At Illinois, he had a huge year, a big career at Illinois. He won his first star in the Corn Ferry Tour after turning pro. Uh, that is a guy who's going to be a problem on Team Europe uh, in a little bit. Ooh. So, yeah, that stay tuned for that guy. Uh, Wait, another give me his name one more time. One more time. Adrian Dumont de Chassart. Right, we it's a mouth. It's a mouth. The zero, the zero chance I'm saying that. So, we uh, well, we do, we'll shorten it. ADC. ADC. All right. ADC. There you go. We can, uh, trigger all, we can trigger all the right wing people. They're going to think we say AOC. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Jacob Bridgman, that's our 24 year old. You know, he, he had a solid year in the Corn Ferry Tour. Didn't have any wins, but he was a pretty good amateur. Uh, and then a couple of guys who have been around the block a little bit. Uh, Chris Goderup, uh, guest on the Golf Gaming Podcast. He's uh, oh, that's right. he finally has, yeah he finally has his tour card. Obviously, he made some noise a couple of years ago where he was, I think, famously 50 to 1 to win the John Deere. Uh, he might have got my money stupidly because it was the 4th of July and I had a couple of Budweiser's and I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. So uh, he's it. And then two guys who were really good amateurs got lost in the shuffle on the Corn Ferry Tour, but they finally got their card. Norman Jong, remember him? No. No. So he okay. was on that uh, 2017 Walker Cup team that was at LACC. He was actually the best player. That was one with. Oh, Cal, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, big hitting. What the hell uh, is it? Dude. What's that? Where's he been? He just, so apparently, unsubstantiated rumor. He had a lot of bad characters around him, you know, and uh, his little entourage might have made some bad decisions, maybe some poor work ethic, but he finally has his card. The kid has a lot of talent. He's only 24 years old, too. So hits in a mile. Uh, what's his name? Well. One more time. Norman Jong. Was it? Uh, Norman Jong, it's a X I O N G is his last name though. So okay, and, and then right, Rico, I, got, I got two guys out of this segment so far. All right, and then Rico Hoey, uh, he started I think at Florida. He was a really good amateur too. Again, he just kind of got lost in the Corn Ferry Tour, but he finally is up on the PJ Tour. Maybe now that he's kind of got his game back in track, you know, the guy has a lot of raw talent. It seems like uh, that's another guy on my list. So you know, I, there's obviously a bunch more names, um, but those are the ones I think coming up. Uh, the ranks uh, that making their rookie debut this year. Uh, those are the ones we're going to have my eye on early in the season. All right. I got two guys, two guys, and maybe that Rico cat. Let's okay. See. All right. Definitely not. Uh, definitely not Pearson Cootie. Okay. <laughs> All he, right. He can go live on trust fund money and get, I stay off of my terrible golf coverage. All right. Follow-up question from a uh, donkey and diapers who outperforms the market. Very vague question, but I'll, I, I did a lot of talking there. So I'll let you go first. Who, who's going to outperform, outperform the market quote unquote. Uh, 
So, I mean, I guess it really depends on what we're talking about because we're talking about like outright numbers. Like, I don't really know what it's going to look like because my initial reaction would have been JT, right? Everybody's down on JT, looked like ass last year, but I don't think we're going to get any value with any type of numbers on JT moving no. forward. No, now that he showed some form in the fall. I mean, like, have you seen his, his numbers at the majors? It's like 30 yes, to one. Gross. But I, so, uh, but I feel like it's been two years since you've been able to get any value on futures and fucking majors. At least two years. No, they're, they're, they're too smart now. Basically, they cram everybody 50 to one or less and then... And figure it out later. And then the guys have no chance to win are at 80. Um, so what about... What about so some bigger names. What about what about Xander? No. Why? I he's always going to be popular. Yeah, I guess we're starting to see his number drift a little bit. I mean, I, I saw it drift in one book um, for the Masters. Everywhere else, like I, I think in another one, he's like sixteen to one there. So no, I, I don't think we're ever. The problem with it is. He's so good with the strokes gain numbers, yeah. but there's a ceiling, but it just on paper looks excellent. looks good in your model. I don't think it, he's going to outperform the market. So we got to think of somebody who's not like uber popular, like not like, but uh, like Ash K. So, so here's how I took it. I took it as a guy Steve who fuck off, Steve, <laughs> not you, not you, Steve, Steve in the chat. <laughs> he said, he said Fleetwood. <laughs> Fleetwood. <laughs> so I I took this as a guy who maybe a little younger, you know, is kind of flying under the radar right now, but I think he has a lot of talent. How about Davis Thompson? So he had a bit so he almost won the Amex, then went into the complete tank. Yeah. Started to play a little better in the fall, had a couple top twenties, kind of in the mix of being first round leader. That's a guy who was a really good college player, still really young, really good wow. driver. That's somebody who I think is probably going to be valued. Well, I mean, depending what, what's in like the opposite, quote unquote, the opposite field events now, opposite that field. I'm going to call it. Yeah. You know, he's probably going to still be like 60 to 170 to one. But, you know, I mean, that number in that type of field might be pretty good. So I think that's probably who I would say might outperform the market is uh, Davis Thompson. All right. I'm, I can get that. All right. All that. Uh, how about tips on being profitable this go- in golf this season? Any, uh, I guess what's one thing I guess you can think of to be profitable. I would say, so I don't know. Like I still really like matchups. I feel like there's still an edge in matchups. If you're, if you're diligent about like actually paying attention and seeing what's going on and not just looking at the strokes gain data, not going who putted bad yesterday, who didn't, but you know what I mean? And just kind of betting the opposite side of that. If you go through and look at what they did, how they got there. Right. Cause like, like, listen, everybody here has played around with their buddies and they've sculled one and it ran, you know, 150 yards up to the green and says, looks like you made it in regulation. So, you know, go through and actually look at what happened. I love the matchups, but I think I think the markets have gotten squeezed, especially with more God knows who goes over to live. So I would say, I mean, probably probably placement bets, man. Just be smart with your placement bets. Look for a couple fun ones that are, you know, six and one or longer for top 10s and top 20s and, and then just bet the guys who should make it in the top 10s and 20s. And I feel like it's going to, you've got to be profitable long term. If, if you keep, if you keep betting the guys who should be in the top 10 and top 20 with a couple of long socks mix, uh, you know, mixed in, I mean, don't lay a ton of juice, but you know, plus 100, plus 125, plus 130, things like that. Like that's, that's a good way to, to keep yourself afloat, especially if you're not hitting the outlets. Yeah, there you go. It, it, you know, I, I think that's definitely important to do 
some of the boring bets just to kind of keep the lights on as we call it. Um, I would say restraint. And what I mean by that is it's very easy in golf to kind of like when you go to a buffet, you just load up your plate and you get a little healthy of this and this. And then all of a sudden you have a giant plate of food that you're never going to finish and it's spilling over. And you can kind of do that with your card in golf. Definitely make sure you're not getting too over leveraged with guys, especially with placements too. It's very easy to get tempted by a lot of stuff in the top 20, top 40 market <laughs> and get Absolutely. way too many guys that you end up having to get like, you know, five, six, seven of those just to clear your, you know, make a profit for the week though. So use some restraint, avoid groupthink too. Yeah. you know, come to your own conclusions. Don't be afraid to go against the market. You know, even if you want to listen to us, sometimes you just fade what we're saying just because we think we're going to drive what people are going to pick. Um, I think those are probably the two things you can do is just be have restraint, know what you need in order to make a profit every week. And don't be afraid to think outside the box sometimes. Yeah, let me add to that a little bit. So especially with with what you said, right, as far as like restraint. Uh, so don't make uh, drunk Wednesday night bets. Definitely don't do that. Uh, and don't, like you said, don't bet so many placements. There's been so many times where I'm like, wait, I have a fucking 11 top 20 bets. I was like, so I think I'm good enough that I'm going to pick 11 out of these assholes to fucking make the top 20. Definitely have restraint on that. But then also with the matchups, especially with the studs, Steve always gets queasy when I do this, but I like, if there's two studs against each other, take the one with the plus money. It's golf. Unless it's like a clear advantage injury or course history or something that's like clearly better. If it's Ron versus Scotty, take the fucking plus money and keep running that back. Every single time you will end up profitable because it's fucking golf. <laughs> uh, Catfish Dilly, making drunk bets is my weakness for sure. Yes. It's the worst, man. It's you you worst. should see. You, I definitely wake up on Thursday morning with five or six texts from Boston Capper saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? As if I'm going to answer him. <laughs> and I just know that he already placed it. So what happens? All right, let's move on to uh, the last part of this question. What round of golf are you looking forward to watching the most in 2024? Mm. I, th I think there's a very easy answer for it. I think it's Okay, what do you think the easy answer is? It's the first round of the Masters. That's the, that's the round of golf I'm looking forward to the most because that's the only round that's going to... It's the first round that's going to matter this year. But we get shitty coverage on the first round of the Masters. It doesn't matter. It's going to be the first tournament back with all these guys and all these tournaments in between are basically going to I guess... I guess I was thinking about like what actually might have the best coverage. So I was going to say the first round of the British Open because oh, you actually okay. you can actually see what's going on and those racists in Georgia fucking actually allow the <laughs> they don't block the coverage in England like like the assholes in Augusta did. Let, let me ask you a question: How early do you get up for the Open Championship? You know I do. I stay up super late. I stay up to like three, and then I get back up at seven. Do you remember? Well, maybe you don't because if you're staying up super late, you're probably hammered at this point. Yeah. Do you remember what it, it was like around three in the morning for that early? Yeah. It was. It was not good. It was. It was three shots in a commercial. So you're actually yeah. praising this conversation. I mean, what is it? But it's better. You don't see shit on the Masters. Period. End of story. Like they don't even allow it to hit Direct TV until fucking. You have live. You have the live stream of like Amen Corner and all the featured groups. No, dude. But I don't get you know. I don't care about that. Like I want to follow my guys. I want to see what's happening. Like give me shots around the course. Like I don't need to see ten minutes of fucking azalea bushes wavering in the wind with fake bird sounds while I'm waiting for some fat fuck to come up and hit a shot. Like they I don't literally care. show every shot on video. But you got to go back and do it. It's ten seconds behind. I'm already following. Oh my god! Oh, dude, I'm, okay, already, boomer. You, I'm already following on shot link, just like you are. So, like, I don't need to actually see them hit the fucking swing. Show it to me in real time. 
Okay, listen, when, when um, Sandy Lyle ends up duffing one into Ray's Creek, that's when it comes in handy that you can actually see how he did it. Or when John Rom tops a ball in contention, that's always handy too. Or Shanks one, actually. I think that was actually the one that I, was one of my favorites there. Yeah. All right, and then what round of golf are you looking forward to playing the most in 2024? Um, I, there's a new country club that I think I got in on, um, that I've never played before. Uh, so it's called mash Creek. It's supposed to be kind of tight. I don't really know anything about it. Um, but yeah, I mean that a new course for me is always fun. So I'm hoping I'll play that one in the next like two weeks actually. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, for, for me, it's going to be my annual trip to the outer banks, uh, Nags head golf links. There you go. Very easy answer. Love that golf course. Love going down there playing. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, I've grown up. I didn't really like it when I played with you because mostly I was playing like shit that day, but I just didn't really like it. I I did. I was going through some issues at that point. Uh, I was, uh, I thought it was too targety, but as I've kind of matured my game, realized I don't hit driver every single hole, I've grown to appreciate that golf course a little more. But see, that's the problem with me, right? And like it's always been the problem with me since I started golf because I grew up playing baseball and I didn't pick up golf until my late 20s. The driver for me has always been the easiest club for me. It's always been my best, most consistent club. And so these tight golf courses where I don't get to use driver, I get super tight on the box. And I fucking hate it. I don't like it. I probably learned how to hit my three wood in the last year and a half, which is nice. Congratulations. So, yeah. all right. Why, why don't we take another break? Cause I think this next answer is my, or next question might take a little while to get through. So why don't we take right. our break and then uh, we'll just keep plowing through this. Let's go. Listen, game time, man. We've, been talking to you guys about this all year long. The holidays are literally right around the corner. Uh, you got New Year's coming up, though. So if you, 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 you're already, you know, handled your family business around Christmas time, and you're looking for something to do on New Year's, game time has got you handled. They got concerts, comedy shows, sporting events, whatever it may be. And if you're like me, you're a last minute person and you don't plan ahead and uh, you still don't want to pay, you know, through knows so go get the best deal look for something to do with game time impress your friends and family uh with last minute tickets uh look they got flash deals uh, which give you uh, you literally the minutes up before the game time easy to find to buy tickets of every kind you get pictures of your seats view plus the lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection and job loss protection so if you if you're that bad of an employee and you lose your job between now and new year's eve you deserve to be able to get your money back from GameTime.co. Uh, so, listen, it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat, like I said, so you know exactly where you're going to sit. You buy them in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone, so you won't got to dig through your email and hold up the giant line behind you. So snag the tickets without the stress. GameTime tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX. For 20 bucks off, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform with pilates, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet uh, with historical stats and data. Enter any pilot idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary pilot optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire pile So what all players buy hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which ones have got value. So stop betting the DAC and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven pile Download Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Okay. 
All right. Let's go to our next question from Dylan Hyder. He is looking to buy a new set of clubs and irons. Does he have any recommendations? He's not trying to go all out, but he's, and he's looking to spend about $2,000 total. Well, so, it should be fucking fine. 2K? Uh, have you seen the prices of golf clubs lately? So I just got, so, so here's the deal. Like, listen, I guess it depends on what your handicap is. Like, I don't give a shit. I'll buy, I'll buy used clubs. I don't care. Fucking, I'm not good enough to give a shit about that. Like, I'm, I shoot in the fucking 90s and 80s. What do I care? Okay. So I bought a new driver going to run you 600, 800. So I guess, yeah, 1200 is a little short for fucking irons, but mm-hmm. stealth. I like, so I, I'm Taylor May guy. I know you're a pin guy. I love the stealth, yeah. man. You know, the, with the big cavity backs, like if you're not good, like, whoo, baby, they help. <laughs> I'm telling you, they help. Taylor made stealth twos. I, I like them a lot. And uh, those are my favorite. Okay. But I use actually a different driver. I use a, a Cobra something or other. Cam's got, Cam, Cam, yep. Cam's got a suggestion. He's Cam, just, he, he, he just bought, he just bought irons. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cam, come on. So yeah. I, I just got, I just got my first iron fitting done. So I kind of, I hit a bunch of them and, it was it was actually crazy because I've never actually been fitted for my like my own golf clubs. Yeah. So the process that you go through and just hitting every you know the different head on the same shaft and then you change shafts loft was, was really yeah it was really interesting. So the ones I didn't like the seven nineties at all, and though a lot of people really like the the new seven nineties, uh, the guys my buddy works at Club Champion, and so he's the one that fit me and. He said that they did a really good job on the 790s. So I would go, I would go with those. Those are going to be reliable. Uh, I ended up getting the uh, Strixon ZX5s and ZX7s. So the ZX7s are a little bit more of a blade back. So I got those for my pitching through seven. And then my six through four are um, the ZX5s, which are a little more cavity back that give you a little bit more um forgiveness on those longer irons the biggest thing you have to realize if you haven't like bought the new generation of clubs is check the lofts because i have clubs that from 2014 right now and if you go and buy new clubs right now they're going to be a whole club different um, yep. in yep. in loft angle so just remember like oh yeah i'm you know i'm getting fitted I, oh yeah, I'm hitting my seven iron 15 yards longer. These clubs are awesome. Just keep in mind that the loft is a whole club down. Yeah, so so that's what I was gonna say. Is I you you have a lot of good points. Is a spend the money, get fitted. You know, even if you're just in the simulator duffing shots, if you get a good, really good club fitter, they know how to pair you with the right stuff. You have the right shaft, right club length, all those things. And they give you a wide array uh, array of stuff. Uh, definitely spend the money to get fitted for a club. Sometimes they'll give you even a discount if you get fitted first, uh, and then you put in the order there. I think it's also important, too, just to figure out, and Cam kind of alluded to this, too, like, trying to figure out with, like, how clubs are changing, and they definitely are promoting a lot of, like, you know, techne- like the branding on the stuff is, like, you know, distance gains, oh, yeah. and, like, forgives all this stuff. I think Forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness. I think it's important to look at your bag and figure out what you should be replacing quicker and what's something you probably can be you know, keep them more. So like, obviously your putter, that's not something you need to keep replacing every like three, four years. Like if you are comfortable with what you got here, you should be fine. Like you see Harris English using a putter that's 10 years old. It's actually the same model as what I use. So uh, a good set of irons too. And Cam just hit on it. A lot of these, when they claim with irons, like it, you're picking up like five yards. It's what Cam just said is that they're changing the loft. They're making it stronger. So 
my eight iron, you know, from 2013 is basically the same loss as my nine iron at this point. Now, what they're doing, like now they can like, you know, manipulate the technology where it's a higher ball flight, a little more spin, something like that. But definitely with irons, if you have an older iron set and you hit them good, there's probably no reason to swap them out, you know, if they're in really good condition. If you're going to get new irons, I would not spend the money to get the top of the line new stuff. I would probably get maybe a generation or two before that because there's probably not much difference between what they've been doing between then and now, unless they've really changed the lofts on them. Uh, as far as technology, you can spend it, you can save a little bit of money there. Uh, three woods and hybrids, that's something you might want to consider. You know, there's that's been a, a little bit of technology, you know, gains with that. But I mean, Rick Shields, one of the biggest, you know, golf influencers uh, out there. Um, you know, he's still using a three wood from like 15 years ago and he loves it. Sam Rick Stenson used the same three wood from like, you know, 2009. So if you get a good three wood, if you hit it good and you're fine, dude, I hit, I have a three, I have a three wood that is legit. What years of 2023, yeah. 16 years old. Yeah. Maybe hit it good. You hit it good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I would say the fitting thing is definitely, I would say the driver, especially it's very yeah. important. Cause I like, I, cause I'm a tailor-made guy. I went in thinking I was going to get the stealth. And kept hitting. I was like, man, this isn't going right. This isn't going right. Me and the guy went through it. Dude, I was fucking sweating my balls off during my lunch break. I fucking must have swung a thousand times and I finally got to the Cobra. I never, I never thought I would have bought something that was, you know, uh, sponsored by fucking Bryson and Ricky. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what? It, it, it fit my swing. You know what I mean? So it was great. And uh, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely get, definitely get fitted. And look, the cheap, cheap route to go, the same thing I do with my irons is like, I went to, the place where you can get fitted at whatever, whatever store is in your area. I, I'm like, all right, so what is this? Loft this, loft that. And then you go on to Amazon or eBay and find those same clubs for $400 less. And you screw the guy out of the commission, but whatever. Well, I mean, I, for a driver, I think I would order through the club fitter. Cause not for the driver. I was talking about iron. Oh, the irons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're probably not customizing your shafts all that much with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, unless you have different lengths or anything like that, or want different grips uh, with the driver though. That's probably the one that you shouldn't let that get too old yeah. they put a lot of r&d yep. in the driver like that's the ones where they really look for you know moving the weights in different places a little more picking up club head speed no. a general rule of thumb you should replace your driver every five generations oh damn you know, and then you I switch do it, it. I do it more than that yeah so that and wedges because wedges get pretty beat up you probably should be swapping oh, so, out so beat up too. and i gotta yeah. i gotta fucking i gotta i got that five hybrid uh that i fucking love to death that it looks like it's been through the goddamn war i'm like i gotta replace this thing already i had it for like a season and a half because i like it so much and i can yeah. control it like with the three quarters like ugh, i love that i love that the 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 love that club. yeah and that's the thing ultimately like look at your set of clubs and be like am i still hitting this good or is there something like i still need out of this and yeah. you know i mean swings change over the years too you know even something that maybe you're swinging really good five years ago maybe Get a little yeah, older, stronger, a little or a little, a little older. Better. You know, maybe you don't use a step of a flex or a, a step of a shaft there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think those are things to keep in mind. I would probably recommend if you want to save some money, don't get the new stuff. Definitely go like generation, generation two or two or older. That's like that is that is the best advice. Yeah, Absolutely. like 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 even go on like YouTube and they'll like compare. I'm a ping guy, so Rick Shields compared the ping four ten to like the ping G thirty. 
it's like a difference of two yards a carry. And yeah. that's like a guy who carries at 275, 280. If you're carrying at 220, it's going to yeah. be a yard different. Yeah, who gives a fuck? So there's, no, exactly. yeah, there's no point. That, you know, and you save yourself 200 bucks at that point. So, I mean, the biggest thing, you just got to make sure you're paired with the you know, right shaft, you know, right length and everything. That's the biggest key. And that's why you got to get fitted for all this stuff. Let me ask you something. So, so I use a blade still. I use an old Scotty Cameron that's fucking probably 10 years old, but I like it. Um, I mean, is there a reason to change your putter unless you're just completely have the yips and you got to go, like you just can't pot with it anymore no I, the technology a, for like these spiders and shit is it that much different than the blade you know what i mean like i don't think so i mean i think it's just it's i think if you're just comfortable with it there's no reason to change a putter no so all right. yeah all right so in a related uh question we had uh some from old journalist four love that guy you know big contributor in uh in discord uh so if there are no sponsorships what clubs do you think most guys be playing on the uh in professional golf on the pga tour not fucking PXG. <laughs> there would be zero probably professionals not. playing fucking PXG. Um, my guess would probably be Titleist or TaylorMade. I feel like those are in pink. Those three. I mean, I feel like those are the most solid. Those are the most solid, like well-respected clubs. Like, right? I, I would think Titleist. I, I mean, does Titleist maybe get a little carryover for the ball? Well, see, that's that's the thing. I think it would be Titleist. They do a really good job with customizing. Like, if you look at like videos of guys doing the TPI, in, you know, center, like, yeah, they're really good as far as swapping out stuff. And most guys, I think, would still want to play Pro V ones, and probably the yeah. best way to match the golf ball to what your club needs are would be to use yeah. Titleist clubs at that point. There's nobody better to do that probably than Titleist. So I would probably say Titleist would be. One plus even plus uh Scotty Cameron putters are under the Titleist umbrella. And those are the best. Oh, players. I didn't know that. They are. So those are the, the, the that would you just have it all right there. I think they would just do a, they would just do that. I got my Scotty for free, by the way. I didn't fucking pay for it. You got it for free? Yeah. How'd you get it for free? A buddy of mine who didn't fucking golf anymore and I saw it in his bag. I said, You use that anymore? He said, No, I said, Let me borrow it. Fucking decade ago. He's like one of my best friends though. Okay. <laughs> all right. He's not still looking for it. He's not going to get it back. No, he knows I got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question four. For, oh, uh, fuck. I broke it. That's what I just fucking broke. I still got to reshaft that thing. How'd you break it? I, it, was, it was right after I had my heart attack and I fucking lost my tempo thinking I could still play golf and the same way I did. I smashed it. You smashed your putter? Yeah, because the greens were fucking aerated. and Oh, okay. So it's the greens' fault. And dude, the greens were fucking bad. And I was fucking mad. I was mad. Listen, I had drank a lot since then. I had a couple cocktails. You know how I get? I get hot. I run hot sometimes. And fucking, I know you do. I was mad that I had to pay. I paid like a hundred bucks or whatever the fuck it was for garbage ass greens. And then I'm fucking three or four pot and everything. I just lost my temper by a whole fucking fifteen. I smashed my club. Listen, there's a reason why you know, all your favorite- <laughs> exactly catfish. I smashed my friend's butter. Yeah, <laughs> you did. It, there's a reason why all you know you miss. You know, it's a reason why you kind of have affinity for uh, live golf because all the guys with tempers went to live. So yeah. I, that's uh, that's you, right? In a nutshell, there. Exactly. So, all right. <laughs> Question number four. Uh, this is from uh, at Steve Arino. Steve Griffiths, by the way, who is actually my uh, aunt's brother. So oh. Yeah, so I, wh- how would that be, by the way? So it's an aunt through marriage, and it's her brother. So just we're from the northeast. He's an uncle, but he's not uncle actually cousin. like a blood uncle. Just an uncle. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Everybody's uncle. You know how many fucking uncles I had that weren't actually blood uncles? <laughs> that might be for another show. So. I mean, that's what everybody calls each other. Hey, this is my. Doesn't matter if you're a first, second, third cousin in my family. You're a cousin. That's it. Fucking. 
Be cousin. Okay. Well, any, well, anyway, so he asked, with Steph Curry winning... More, I guess I'm more ethnic than you are, Steve. All right. So with Steph Curry winning in Lake Tahoe last summer, will celebrity golf start to generate some wagering interest now? Fuck no. I would say no. If Liv can barely get any handle, for probably me. celebrity golf won't. Dude, these things, like... Yeah, I don't want to watch that shit. Like, and, and listen, I'm a fucking degenerate. I'll bet on two cockroaches running up a wall, right? So it's not about that for me. It's, it's, I just don't like the product. I don't, I, so I liked it when Brady and Rogers did it. I thought that was cool just because it was Brady and Rogers. So you'll get my eyeballs, but I'm not putting like real, real dollars on it. I'm going to bet it. I'll put a little bit on it just because, but you're not going to get the mainstream public into it. Just not. But it is, it is funny because you say that. So now Florida is got the Hat Rock. There's some fucking kid who clearly knows nothing about fucking gambling, trying to explain to his girlfriend what a fucking $50 risk-free bet is on a Friday on the hard rock bet behind me and fucking tag it today. Like, and, and he's like, it's just guessing. And I'm like, he's like, look, look how close I was. I was five or six out of here. I was four or six out of here. And I'm like, this kid, this kid is betting nothing but fucking palais. I was like, this is why all they fucking do is print fucking money. This asshole behind me, with a nose ring and fucking earlobes is betting on fucking football. Like, he doesn't see the snap in his life. I just can't like gambling will get people to do it. And if they promote it correctly, yes, because people will bet on fucking anything, but no, not like I'm not putting any real dollars on. They're going to cap that shit anyway, because it's technically like amateur sports. Listen, we listen, we are a part of the sports gambling podcast network. We do not frown upon people who want to do 12 leg parlays. Okay. All right. You, you, you watch yourself, sir. Listen, it's fine. It, it, it's fine. If it's fun, but this kid behind me, He's never bet in his fucking life. You can hear just from the way he's talking. And I'm like, and he's like, look how close I was. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's like the proper shit was like, this guy fucked me on my last leg of my palais. If you are a degenerate and you understand that the last leg is always going to fuck it. This kid, no clue. He's just going to keep dumping money in. I'm so close. I'm so close. I'm so, oh, I live in a box. Well, well, next time, maybe hand, turn around, hand him a uh, golf gaming podcast. Uh, Man, I was dealing there dealing and say, listen, golf. listen, you, you want a real drug? Why don't you gamble on golf, buddy? <laughs> no, I didn't want to speak to him and his, <laughs> and his girlfriend who spelled like patchouli. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, that got me there. I was about to make a point, and then I got completely derailed. No, I, I, so, so with the celebrity golf, I mean, I, I think one of the reasons, I mean, it's often on the offshores. I'll see those odds for like the American century. I, I never see them on any of the domestic summit things because there's only really to regulate it. And I think, I was thinking about this. Remember when Aaron Rodgers won Pebble Beach by completely lying about his hand yeah. Right. I think that's probably why this is so, a hard, sport that's probably hard to regulate when you have guys going off with shady handicaps and doing all that stuff. So... Yeah. No, unfortunately, like I said, if Liv can barely get any handle, if Liv can barely get any attention from the golf gambling world in general, um, I'm not sure if Celebrity Golf will uh, really pick up. So, all right. Next question. Bunch of rapid fire questions from PJB Sports Pod. So, what is one golf course you'd add to the PGA Tour? Oh, concession. Concession? All day. Okay. We only got one tournament out of there. I fucking love that. How awesome was that tournament? It was very good. I, I did, so I did a bronze, silver, and gold. On this. I know. I broke the rules. Oh, okay. That. Concession well, was course, my, of course, you yeah. over and above. Concession was my bronze pick. Okay. I was very entertained by the golf course. I think there's some stinky holes on there, but I think I was very entertained by how it played. I yep. liked how it frustrated guys. I like how it actually was penal to spraying it. 
And it, yeah. I, I remember from that golf course, like the farther I remember when I broke it down, like the farther out you drove it, more penal it got and it pinched yep. and everything. So well, you could just that, snap hook it left like Patrick Reed did and fucking buried his shot on Sunday. Right. Fun. Or you had a lot, you had a lot of tight lies around the green. You had a lot of collection areas. That was, I, that was entertaining. It was a fun course. Man. Yeah. Fun course. Yeah. Guys sitting out of palmetto bushes. It was, it was good. That was a good one. Fucking Victor Hovland chipped out with a fucking three wood in, in with a bush and fucking put it within like four feet. He did. I my silver money on him for the next fucking six months thinking he fixed his short game because of that one stupid shot. All right. My silver pick is one that was on for a couple of years and is now no longer on the rotation. Austin country club. We got to find a permanent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We do that. That that course is sweet. Love that. And even if it it. isn't match play, there's a lot of really good holes down the stretch. It can swing stuff. Now they would probably shoot 30 under, but you just like with Kapalua, if it's a really cool yeah. golf course with some good looking shots, I don't really care what the score is. Exactly. Yeah. That that's they they need to find a way to figure that out. I think it was I think he was either PJ Tour didn't want to pay up what the members were asking for. The members made too much demands. I don't know. Number one, though, mm-hmm. I think Chambers Bay needs to come back. Oh. So okay. they so they've made some to make up for the disaster. Well, that was the thing. So they replaced the greens with all POA now. They got yeah. rid of the bent grass. So now it actually rolls pretty good. And I just like the firm nature of it, the roll-offs. Now, the problem is the players hated it. They thought it was unfair. But that's also something where, listen, like the Pacific Northwest, just the West Coast in general, is a very untapped market for the PGA Tour. You're now going to Seattle as an annual stop. Um, I think that would be one I would add. Yeah, um, I think that's for, good uh, for there. And then uh, just one international one. Uh, they have to figure out a way to do an event in Australia. They they're never going to do it. The PGA's look, now with Greg Norman and Cam Smith fucking over on live. They're not bringing it back there. I know, but they should. And this is my wish. They should have done it a decade ago. And we might not have this fucking problem. They used to actually. There was a WGC down there at one point, And then they said, eh, how long ago like another. was that? Uh, early 2000s. Five fifty years ago. Uh, tw- yeah. 20, 20, actually. Uh, all, right. So, all right. What is what's one you kick off to make room? Wow, what's that shithole in fucking Mississippi? Oh, God, you Jackson? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Get that. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind that one. No, fuck that one. There's worse ones. Fuck the one in uh fuck the one fuck the John Deere. Sorry. Um Ooh, that's that's a that's a controversial take. Why? You're gonna make you're gonna make dozens of uh Eastern Iowans very upset. There's ten people who live in the whole state. They pretend they give a shit because they caucus fucking once every four years. Easy, easy, buddy. Because <laughs> they go sit in the same chairs. What side of the room do you want to go on? All right, go back to your corn. Nobody cares what you think. Uh, the okay. um, yeah, that one. And really, I I, I only wouldn't want to get rid of it because I love what it does to the community of Detroit. But you. Get rid of the fucking rocket mortgage. Get it the fuck out of there. So that course needs a that needs like what happened to Oak Hill. That needs a renovation. It does, but I love what it does for Detroit. I like that it yeah. brings fucking. I like that it brings golf to Michigan in that area. They do a lot of fucking good community work up there. So that's the reason it stayed off the list. But that course needs a fucking facelift. It is. It is. The greens are actually pretty interesting, but it's just they've been so shrunk over the years that it, it yeah. needs something. I, so that didn't make my list because of. Those reasons, the fact they do a lot of charity work. I did a bronze, silver, and gold again. Uh, bronze, silver, auto. Get that out of off. Oh, yeah, that sucks. I <laughs> yeah, love no, the I, I, I love the vibe, but that course is just. I miss I miss that. Yes, 
It's so bad. Flat, tree-lined, uninteresting greens. Get out. I just thought of another one if you don't have it on your list. All right, Silver, TBC Craig Ranch. That was it. That's what I just fucking thought of. After you said Silverado, I was like, terrible. KH Lee special. Forget about it. Terrible. It builds itself of having like I, it builds itself of having water on fourteen holes. The problem is, it's only on play on two because it's a creek that bisects yeah. and everybody hits over it. There, there, there's one drivable par four there that has I think like nineteen bunkers. That sounds about right. Unbelievable! It's like somebody just uh, you know got hopped up on meth and went to build a course on P- PJ two K and did that. Yeah. So, sorry I, for sorry for Jeff. Jeff is a friend of the pod who uh, loves TPC Ranch and plays there constantly, but we don't need to uh, we don't need to play there anymore. Sorry. And then uh, my number one course I would uh, take off. This is the one I annually just take to the woodshed every year. TBC Twin Cities. That course stinks. Yeah. Literally, it is a play on the state motto of Land of a Thousand Lakes. There are dozens of man-made lakes around there. It is poorly designed. It's nonsensical. It's a terrible golf course. I don't care if it causes blow-ups and stuff. That place sucks. So. Okay. That's, uh, that's it. All right. Like it. No disputes. What is the best tournament every year that produces the most action that no one gives credit to? So it's tough with that no one gives credit to. Like, I love the fucking Honda. Love the fucking Honda. Yeah, but I think it's, well, it's not the Honda anymore. It's the Cognizant. Yeah, whatever it is. That, that's good. I mean, that nobody gets credit for. I don't know, man. I feel like. I have, I have, I have a good one. All right, what you got? The wind has been really entertaining the last few years oh, on Sundays. Fucking stop it. Wind yeah. stinks. There are some, when it gets firm and kind of windy there, the greens get really slippery. And you can see guys put off the green or put, you know, like, you know, three putt it. And there's been, so like a couple of years ago, you had the Superman playoff. Um, last year's was pretty entertaining. That was kind of a little duel with Horschel and Glover. Um, Stenson versus Ollie Schneider Jans from a couple of years ago too. Yeah, listen, listen, listen to the listen to the heavyweights going at it in this course. I I I, I I've grown <laughs> to appreciate the Wyndham a little more over the years. So it's 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 yeah. been a it's been entertaining. I feel like uh, I guess I got, what about Harbortown? Does Harbortown get any credit for like good no, drama? That's that's that's, po- that's post Masters sleepy. So that's what I'm saying. So it doesn't get credit, but there's always pretty good drama. I think we had a playoff with Cantlay and Spieth. I guess I'm saying like, listen, it's not getting credit. Like, if, I don't know what the question is. You know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's that, then I feel like hybrid time. All right. Play. Okay. That's a, that's a fair take. I will give you that. So I also think too, with it, with now that it's the top 70 cut off for the Wyndham that adds a little bit of juice to it this year. We'll see. You'll see. Okay. Is Kevin Kisner going to be in the booth or fucking competing? Apparently the booth. Get, yeah. After that, they haven't checked his Twitter feed and his, his views on minorities. That should be interesting once that comes out. Yeah. Well, Azinger uh, went on a tirade about uh, nationalism at the Ryder Cup. So, yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, all right. Favorite major championship venue other than Augusta? Ooh. Um, all right. I did the bronze, silver, and gold again, but I'll let you go first. Why don't you tell me you're going to do these things so I can have the same fucking thing? Because you should be the asshole who's like, Teacher, teacher, look what I did. I did more. Because I, because I just simply could not decide, and I thought it would be entertaining content. So I had a hard time deciding, too. So I ended up going with St. Andrews just for the history and the fact that it gave me oh, shit. My- You shit on St. Andrews as a fake course 
all tournament long. I am calling you out for that. That is that is ridiculous that you're actually trying to make that claim. If you were to let me finish my statement, I was going to say for the history and the fact that it was my favorite gambling win fucking ever. Ever. So if it wasn't <laughs> okay. that. It wasn't until the last hour of that It wasn't until the last hour. So other than that, I would say... Oh, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Like the U.S. Open changes so much. It's like I'm trying to pick my favorite U.S. Open. It's like, well, Rom won. So is that do, my favorite? Do not say Tory Pines on this. Show. I was almost so I, that was my initial answer just to troll you to watch you explode, oh, but I, I left it alone. Um, <laughs> I, I, Beth Page was fucking awesome. Was it? Yes. Dude, that fucking destroyed everybody, dude. And it was like a three horse race. And I like, look, I like court- three horse race. Who was, a, who, was the, who was the third horse? It was a Varner? <laughs> the, uh, Harold <laughs> Varner, who did a reverse shank. <laughs> oh, dude, I had Varner too. And he put it in the fucking woods. Oh, it's so bad. Um, but yeah, I think so. Like, if it's about the venue, why would the venue to beat the guys up? It's not about the guys. Okay. I got some good answers. Okay. All right, come on. I like All that page right. and St. Andrews. All right, fine. That's a ridiculous decision. <laughs> All right. I had the receipts. I'd have to scroll way, 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 far. way back. I, I had the receipts. All right, so I did bronze, silver, and gold. I broke up by a major championship uh, you know, tournament. Uh, for the open, bronze pick, Carnoustie. That, yeah, kind of I, lo- I love that setup in 2018. Where it was firm, fast, re- most difficult of the road, other than Murfield. You know, obviously, you got John Vandeveld back in the 99 with the entertainment there. I should, one, I, should, I should have said Carnisty, but you know what, what, what ruined it for me was how fucking placid it was the last time we played with no fucking win, no nothing. Yeah, but to play firm and the winning score was still only eight under. I don't know. I mean, it, it still shows how much teeth that, that course has. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Silver pick, Kiowa for a PGA. That setup was awesome. With the, you, and it's, it's, I would guaranteed agree. To have wind, it's guaranteed to have wind. I love how it's also perfectly set up to like where you have the wind completely your back down one side and then, and then you get your ass kicked down there. So the, yeah. the scoring splits are good there. And it, and it had one of the like legitimately top five best golf moments of my lifetime. Yeah. Like, I mean, end of COVID, the fucking people coming up behind Phil, like I get chills thinking about it. Like it was a fucking epic golf moment. And all sports eyes were on golf, mm-hmm. and yet we still somehow stepped at our own dick. Yep, yep. That was before Phil became a Bond villain. That point, and then number one, this you're, you're going to hate this answer because of what happened in 2014. But as I rewatched the final round, okay, I'm really excited for Pinehurst as long as they make it firm and fast. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I I know Keimer ran away with it and it was a sleeper, but watching guys be befuddled about what to do around the green and seeing yeah. shots where like Stenson flagged it to 10 feet and it rolled off the back of the green. Yeah. It's like not knowing where to pull wedge or put it. I, I really think now the problem is I, I mentioned that on Andy's show, they want a more greener us open at Pinehurst, which would be, I mean, it's gonna be softer. Yeah. But if it's firm again this year, I really think that could be a fun one and really like entertaining. So like it. that's that's my goal pick. 
Right. And then last one of this uh, this little rapid fire question that's turned to a 25-minute answer. Uh, what's your favorite sports to watch other than golf in the NFL? And who are your favorite teams? No, so I'm a fucking homer, man. I only root for Boston teams, but other than golf in the NFL, it's uh, hockey for me. Uh, Die Hard Bruins fan. Bleed the black and gold. Screaming my TV. Uh, hockey playoffs have taken years off my goddamn life. Uh, the only team outside of Boston teams I actually root for uh, is uh, Florida State University. Okay. How do you feel about them uh, suing in order to get out of the ACC? Good. Got to get out of this shitty fucking conference. <laughs> College sports is just ruined now. It's so weird. I don't get it. It's so bad. Just don't touch March Madness for me, please. That's the Thank only you. good thing about college sports. But they will, though. They're going to find they're going to find a way. It's going to be just a super conference. All big power five programs. Shut out the little guys. Yeah. You know, no, no. Don't worry about St. Peter's beating, uh, you know, teams going to the lead eight. Exactly. All right. So for me, college basketball, uh, big Syracuse Orange fan growing up. with Catfish is my guy. FSU and hockey is life for sure. Catfish is my guy. Like, there you go. Yeah, big Syracuse Orange fan. I, I'm not a fan of the football team because they stink. Although they just got the transfer from uh, the Ohio State quarterback, though. Oh, so, no way. The one who was going number one overall? No, not him. It's the one they kind of ran out of town. Oh, that one. That's different. I thought you meant the one who was. I was like, wait, how did I miss that fucking story? No, but they, they got him, though. I mean, that's the best quarterback since Tommy DeVito since they've had in Syracuse. So they got another couple of good transfers. So things might be looking for the Syracuse football program, but they haven't been relevant in years. Uh, the Orange, though, who also haven't really been relevant, but they got a new coach now. They got some young talent. They finally got rid of the zone, which is an antiquated defense that should have been gone 10 years ago. Uh, big Syracuse Orange fan. Uh, I also follow NASCAR, too. Big Kyle Larson fan as well. Um, yeah, what's up? Maybe we'll talk about this a little later. Talk about uh, as far as like yeah. what we want, as far as professional golf goes. I wouldn't mind if the PG Tour took some uh, notion of what NASCAR has done. Um, and I'll explain it. And I think you'll end up agreeing with me. I don't mind. A couple of my buddies are big Liverpool fans for the EPL. So I just casually follow it sometimes. Oh, fuck off. NASCAR right. and soccer. Well, how are we friends? I don't know. You're from Florida. It's a big NASCAR country. I'm not from Florida. I live in Florida. The, uh, right. I like, uh, I like the, uh, w- the Wales team that... Uh, McElhaney and um, Pretty Boy on uh, Ryan Reynolds, the Welsh team. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds stinks. I hate everything he does. No, you have bad, bad judge of talent, sir. Uh, it's not a bad judge of talent. No, clearly, listen. The guy is worth a bazillion dollars. He's that's fine. Yeah. The Wrexham, dude, Wrexham. That was a great story. So I hate soccer, and I started watching that show because I love uh, McElhaney from uh, Always Sunny, and he's okay. You know, he's fucking great, and. Uh, <laughs> and uh and dude, it was it's great like hearing the stories and seeing how much that welsh town like like bought into it and how much it meant to them and like i was involved in like the human story of it if you can get me involved in the human story of sports i will i will get into it okay all right um and then ufc although i don't watch as much anymore because the pay-per-views are just outrageously expensive yeah. and i'm old i can't stand for one in the morning anymore <laughs> but i i i used to watch all the big fights I would I would pony up the fifty bucks. Now they're like what eighty bucks. So oh, and, and unfortunately, this is the dangers of having private equity get into a sport. Now it's way oversaturated. Mm. There's an event every single week, every fucking week. It's it's not as exclusive as what it used to be. So although they still have the top league, those the UFC, yeah. which unfortunately we can't say about golf right now. We can so. All right, 
Well, I actually have a surprise question for you. Uh, uh, this is a uh, long distance dedication uh, from our good buddy, Jay, and your nemesis. And he writes, Dear Capper, uh-huh. With the Patriots on track to finish with the second pick in the draft, presumably looking to draft a quarterback, I just wanted to read you the names of some of the quarterbacks taken second in their draft class of the last 15 years. Now, this is a long list, very bad list of quarterbacks, years, but I'm going to give you a couple highlights yes. here. So 2021, Zach Wilson. Uh, 2019, he wanted to take a little pot shot at me, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, 2014, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Uh, 2011, Jake Locker. How the hell was he second and uh, 2009, Mark Sanchez. So, and he continues, but don't worry. I'm sure all of your success was not solely dependent on Tom Brady and a 71 year old Bill Belichick will be able to turn back the time machine, one of these tire fires, and restore the paths to another decade of glory. Uh, he doesn't actually have a question. Uh, he just wanted to see your face while Sherman read that list. I'll hang up. Oh, I'll hang up and listen. Hang up and listen. Love it. Yeah. See, he's, he's our age, the old, old, uh, old sports talk radio. Uh, listen, yeah, I have no argument to him. Fucking, it was Tom over team. And once again, all you peasants can fucking kiss my rings because I have the best I have the best sports run that any of you miserable people will ever have. I got basketball championships, Stanley Cups, Super Bowls, World Series rings, and Tom Brady was the reason for all of them. I believe as soon as he left the city, the entire city's sports have gone to shit. And uh, yeah, anybody who's lucky to have Tom Brady living in their city should expect championships because he is the golden god, and I miss him so so much. Okay. There. But guess what, Jay? Your team is never ever going to win because you're the Bills, and that's it. I can't wait for you guys. What? Who do they play in Week 18? When they're, they're going to win uh, all the, the Dol- Dolphins in, in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> they're house of horrors, by the way. They have not done well in Miami the last couple of years. Yep. Have fun with that, Jay. Love you, mean it. But the Bills are the Bills, and you know it is what it is. All right, there you go. All right. Uh, question six from Paulie. Yes. So what are the dangers of using proximity buckets to handicap performance with irons? Are they misleading with a variety of driving distance off the team? Now, let me ask you a question. Why do you think this is trolling? Because I feel like you say that all the fucking time. You say that on every fucking, every episode we talk about proximity buckets. You, that is the disclaimer you put out. Well, maybe he wants me to explain it in mass to everybody. But you've explained it. That's okay. why I thought he was all just right. breaking your ball. All right. Well, I said, I'll maybe I'm wrong. It. I think I think you are wrong on this. I think he actually legitimately wanted me to ask about this. But you say it every fucking time. Well, maybe he wants me to say it again. I think it's an important point. I think the fact that you're you're looking all you that stat tells you just how many feet from the hole it was. Doesn't matter if it's in the water, if it's in a bunker, if it's on the shore. Why don't you give the explanation for a second? Okay. All right. So you're leaving. So it doesn't matter. You know, if it's 35 feet, it could be anywhere. But what I will recommend, though, is that Data Golf actually now gives strokes gain per shot per proximity bucket. That's not perfect. They only have large buckets from like, you know, 100, 150, 150, 200, 200 plus. But that is infinitely more valuable than proximity because it actually tells you how good the shot was or how bad the shot was. This is something I've been begging for for years. They had this data and I haven't seen it put out there. But I would definitely pay for the subscription with Data Golf. You can download the data too. This is what I do as well. Basically, what I do with this stuff is I estimate what number of shots for under 150 and over for 150 are. I calculate the estimated strokes gain or what they're expected would be from those ranges. Very helpful, very useful. Um, that is what I use now. Uh, I'm not sure where Capper went. Uh, I guess I'm Ryan Solo now, so I will go to the next question. From uh Sir uh, Manrin uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? 
So Cameron, why don't I bring you in on this? So, hey, buddy. Okay. All right. So what's your, what is your opinion? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich, but that's also just like a super common question that I just thought it would be funny to ask you guys. So what is your take? I mean, well, okay. uh, I, I don't, I don't want to eat a sandwich at like a, like a sandwich with turkey and stuff at the turn. I want to eat a, I want to eat a hot dog though. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not really part of the question. It's, it's just, is it a, is it, does it qualify as a sandwich? So, um, so I actually asked my wife, I asked my wife this. Oh, hi, you're back, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. All right. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Fuck no. It's a hot dog. Okay. So I asked, I asked Alexa, because anytime I get asked a question, I ask Alexa, hey, is a hot dog a sandwich? And actually, um, According to Webster Dictionary, apparently it is a sandwich, but then they asked my opinion. No. Yes or no? No. So I said no, and 58% of uh, people responded to say it's not a sandwich. And I, I'm so, I think I'm for me... With 42% of people. All right. I think for me, a sandwich has to be two separate pieces of bread cut with stuff in the middle, and it is one continuous piece of bread, essentially, that's a hot dog. So well, I, I think I had to make the argument for a sub not being a sandwich. With your right, well, well, most subs are cut with two, but not always. You're not cut all the way through. Okay, I I, I know there's the old way to cut the you know a subway sub, but they don't do that. Fucking old public subs. That's how they do it. The public subs. Okay, yeah. pub subs are the best. All right. Well, in my opinion, it should be two pieces of bread folded on top of each other. That's it. I don't even need to give the semantics. It's a fucking hot dog. It's not a goddamn sandwich. They don't call it a hot dog sandwich. They call it a sandwich. If you go to a menu, you'll see turkey sandwich, hot dog. Two se- not hot dog sandwich. No, not a sandwich. Okay. All right. Well, All right. While, I'm, while I'm here, I'll ask the, my, the rest of my questions and, and we can wrap it up. Can I ask you a question? What's that ugly hat? Uh, World Series champion, Texas Rangers, baby. Oh, that's right. I forgot you were Oh no! Dude. I think it looks I got, good. I got my Rangers flag next to my terrible towel. See, those are ugly. Those terrible gross. towels there. Nothing but gross. Um. So, do you guys have any major futures right now? Just you can just rattle them off if you do. If you don't, whatever. Nope. I don't no, I, I, it, so I never bet it. No, I mean the only one I've seen so far that I'm tempted to maybe bet is I saw forty-six to one on Homa to win the PGA, but. Like I could also get was that, PGA like, this year. Valhalla, PGA's Valhalla, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A okay. terrible, a terrible golf course. That uh, yeah, what so, is that? Why are we doing that there? Because they PGA of America used to be headquartered at Valhalla, and they gave it to them like years ago. They've had Valhalla's change of managers go to die. That's where the golf goes to die. Well, as if you listen to my podcast with Andy Lack, apparently they're getting rid of all the. Uh, Norse mythology behind that, and they're t- rebranding it into just a Louisville explosion of bourbon. Oh, fuck all that shit, horse racing Muhammad. and Muhammad Ali. And yeah, they changed the I names of the that. holes that are all like, like, so for example, hole number seven is called Float Like a Butterfly. And then there's a little bit of a lull there. And then hole number 13 randomly comes mm-hmm. back, sting like a bee. Wow. But Valhalla, man, Valhalla's for warriors. It's not just Norse gods, like all warriors from since then. Have taken that. That's where all warriors go to die. Wow. Right. Well, any, anyways, that's really the only one I've seen. Like, the problem is, like we talked about, all the good players are smashed under fifty to one. And like, yeah. like if you want to make a case for like Sam Burns, who's got a pretty high ceiling, 
I mean, you could. At the a problem major? is like, <laughs> well, his higher plays, I, and I made this point with Andy, and I and I I know where he's getting at with it, but the problem is like his iron play just isn't really good enough right now. Where I would. I, I would warrant that as like somebody you want to bet. Like unless you want to spec I mean you're speculating at this point. If you want to get him for hundred to one, think that can improve. Sure, you can do that. But um what's your what's your opinion now, on the guys? So a lot of guys on Twitter just have like basically their major cards all set the year before. So they they why? Like, a couple a couple of them, I mean, they like they love to tout like uh, a couple of them have Vic at like thirty to one for the like PGA or something like you know something along those lines or maybe it was the Masters or something like that. But are, they are bet they, are, they bet are, them before their wins for the majors, and then they they're like, oh yeah, he's ten to one now, like stuff like that. Let, let me ask a question: where, where are the odds of these people just betting a bunch of people like that and oh, then just spitting on yeah. it, and then they just like show it? Like it's not actually yeah, legit, if right? If there's a, well, if there's a big name, they, they like tweet it out. But if there's a big name at like you know forty to one. Or whatever they they'll they'll bet it because they think it's good value, and then they end up winning, and the odds shoot down for the majors, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I got this," you know, fifty to one on Xander or whatever. Like, right? C- congratulations, looks good in your fridge, but if it doesn't actually yeah. hit, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I I have so Matt Matt threw a, our coworker Matt Gannon threw out a good one. Um, he thinks that uh, Scotty's going to win the U.S. Open this year. I I Fair. think that I have t- my only two for the Masters. I already have my Masters card. It's gonna be, um, it's gonna be Vic and, um, uh, oh my God, Brooks, Brooks. It's gonna be Vic, and, Vic or Brooks. They get it done okay. finally. Okay. Right. No, I, I, I got I got good numbers that I felt comfortable betting for. Look, I get I get you know, it. Like if you if like I, I guess if you have a guy, right? Like if you are in love with a guy, like uh, I guess it's just you just said Vic. What pops in my mind is Feinberg, right? So Feinberg fucking loves Vic. He constantly bets Vic. He's been on this guy for years. I get betting your guy that far ahead. But other than that, what's the fucking point? What are you getting five points here? Five points there? If if that, and then what? So he pulls the wolves out of Torres. He's injured. Guess what? Your money's fucking gone on a regular book. Maybe if you're one of these new people who gamble, you can tweet at your people and whine and get your money back. But future is the future, man. That guy might not fucking even qualify for it. He might not play. So yeah, yeah. I guess not, I, don't understand, I don't understand why people want to lock in anything like under thirty to one right now on anybody. Yeah. So like, like, what's the point? You're going to get that within two weeks of the tournament, anyways. Yeah. No. Um, no. It's and I've done that. Like we did that. I did that last year with Burns. Like Burns, a couple tournaments where I was like, all right, I feel like he's coming on, and so I bet Burns like, like two majors. But I waited to at least see what his form was that year. It's definitely not a year in front. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Real quick. Uh, favorite win from the season and worst beat from the season. I definitely <laughs> know Steve's worst beat, and it is oh. a great. One. It's an all timer, oh. honestly. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of really bad beats over the years. So I can't even think of my which, 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 you know, which kind of is pat in the back. I, I tend to be close a lot. Uh, I mean, worst beat of the year was Rocket Mortgage. Easily. Yes. Like having two guys in the playoff, Ricky is, yes. hits two terrible <laughs> two <right>. shots. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's only because there's 50 inches of rut between the fairway and a pitch. <laughs> And then he hits it at like three feet and then he blasts it way right and gets CIO. So, and more, more lipped out on that putt too. I thought that was going in. Hadwin yeah. bogey in the last, like that just, that was bad. Oh. So. 
that was just funny. Three men playoff. You had two of them, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I felt sick for you for weeks, dude. Now, uh, and, what, and, what was well, your favorite win? And, and, and I went away for a month after that, and people probably thought I quit the show. The <laughs> that's right. That was what was your favorite and, win? And, and everybody had Ricky. By the way, that week, that was the worst everybody. fucking part. Everybody had Ricky. We had a guy yeah. in our goddamn. <laughs> channel here saying this is Ricky week, Ricky week, and he was just crowing like he was like, you know, the smartest guy on earth. Congratulations. He hit 10 to 1 Ricky. Awesome. Good job, buddy. Gross. I know. All right. Best win. Favorite win. Not Favorite best. win. Honestly, having Hovland and Memorial as like his, like the first like big outcoming out party win for him and the way he did it too. I, I, I that was probably my favorite win of the year was, was that one. What about you, Copper? Favorite wins easy Keegan uh, at um, in uh, in New England. Yeah, and I would say I don't. Steve would probably remember my bad meets more than I do. He's the one who was on the other end of my vitriol text. What What do you think my worst beat was? Your worst beat? I don't know. What yeah, was? What it? was I most upset about? I don't know. I you're really upset about a lot of stuff. I forget. Yeah, I know exactly. So that's that's the problem. It clouds my shit. I I legitimately don't remember. If somebody brought up a tournament to me, I'd be like, oh yeah. But you guys know my memory. My memory's got dude. The the hundred thirty to one on on Camilo. Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's, good. You don't hit uh, a hundred thirty to one every yeah. year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. But for the brand, Keegan, like I love, yeah. I love Camilo. I mean, listen, I, he's got his card now. Fucking listen, and I love yeah. his backstory for obvious reasons. Like we share a lot in common, and anybody who can grind through that and keep going at it, and I love his foundation. I love everything about him. So yeah, I mean. That, that was a good one. I've had a shit ton of 101 first round leaders and things like that. So I guess that's the stuff that doesn't pop out at me. Sounds mm. so, so stupid to say yeah. out loud when I just said it. But, but like, like, for, like in my brain, my favorite win was Keegan because Keegan won and I was happy. I, I got some honorable mention bad beats of the year. Um, Rory losing at LACC. That hurt. That hurt. Because I, I got him. I think, oh, yeah, 20, made, I, I, think I got him with a boost. I got him at 20 to 1. Everybody was off him. I definitely wasn't texting you happily. Yeah, I don't think I think you forgot that I have Rory. I did. I was like, "Whoops, sorry, bud." <laughs> um, Adam Hadwin is Shriners. I got him at eighty to one, and he was on the easiest hole in the golf course, tied with the lead. Oh. He hits the water, and then he makes birdie on the last hole to win, lose by one. That was watch out for those mush. They'll give you a heart attack as soon as you leave the fucking state of New York. You will have a fucking heart attack. I actually drove by uh, Henrietta Hots today, and I thought yeah. of you guys. So and then uh, I single bullet Scotty at BMW, and I think he had a three shot lead with seven to go, and uh, Hovland won it, and Scotty just couldn't make a putt. And I was actually following on my phone at uh, Watkins Glen. I was at NASCAR, and I just kept refreshing and refreshing. And just saw it go to two, then one, and they were tied. What I have at Honda? I had somebody with what's his nuts? Uh, long hitter. Did you, have, did you have Eric Cole? Well, that was this yeah, year. I know. I definitely had. Cole, I definitely had Cole against fucking uh, Chris Kirk. Drunky Chris Kirk. <laughs> Chris Kirk. And then, yeah. um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then the Honda with uh, who was the uh, who's that long hitter? The Asian cat, um, Justin Sun. Uh, Minwoo. No, who's the fucking guy who won the Honda? It was Chris Kirk. Oh, or Kirk Kidiyama. Oh, Kidiyama. Kidiyama. And I had who was he was in a playoff. I had him. Whoever he was in the playoff. Against. No, he didn't. He didn't win a playoff. He won outright. Whatever. He, he was on the 18th hole and he hit like a fucking 60 goddamn foot putt. I forget. Uh, all right. Last he, question. He, you know, he put it to an. He put it to an inch. 
Who get who gets their first win this season, this coming season? Not Cam Young. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> um, Definitely. He's never gonna win. I don't know. Who ha- who hasn't won? Bush had Kirk at, at this point. Besides Cam Young, uh, finds who, hasn't, who hasn't won? Bush. Eric Cole, okay. Akshay won. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like guys who are who have been like close. So, so Eric see, Cole, see, see, here, here's, the, here's the problem with that question. This is kind of a um, why I think I'm a little down, Professor Golf. The corn, the the rookie class last year was pretty much hot garbage. Like other than Eric Cole, there wasn't really a whole lot of guys who were pretty good. And Eric Cole is fucking like five years younger than I am. He's, he's thirty-eight. He's thirty-five. <laughs> he's basically Jimmy Walker at this point. Like that's the guy's career. At this like he's a good player, but I love like, him. That's why I love like, him. Like Eric, he's the, Cole yeah, he's smart. the jelly roll. He's the jelly roll of the PGA. Y'all yeah, know jelly so, roll, yeah. So I, I honestly he, don't. He, he's, really, a, he's a country guy. See, look yeah. at me. I'm hip, Steve. I'm hip. There you go. Yeah. So I honestly don't really know who would be like who's like the next one to win because a lot of those guys no. are kind of hot garbage. I think Eric Cole wins next year. Me too. Probably, probably like so. Sony, It'll be a Florida court though, or Sony or something. Yeah, and at this point, um, Chris, I, I think that if he wins and we're not on him, then it's gonna hurt. Oh, like, yeah. well, that's I, why I, actually, I'll actually, I'll make a counter to that. All right. So he's in all the signature events. He's not gonna play a lot of those garbage events anymore. He's still gonna play in Florida because it's his best chance to win. He's great on. How do, how do you know? He doesn't have to. He's got he's got job security. He's got money. The he's guy played nine hundred. He doesn't have to go play the cognizant. He doesn't have to go play the cognizant. He's gonna play. I, gonna play. I think he I think he wants to win too. Yeah. He, we I, I don't think done. he just wants to show up. All right, okay. we're fucking pushing ten o'clock. I'm getting antsy. Yeah, man. yeah. Let's go. Okay. What else we got? All right, we got one more question. I guess, I guess we're not going to make this a giant conversation. Maybe we'll do this later. Um, last question: Given the chaotic state of professional golf right now, is there a live golf gambling podcast in the works? I mean, look. Here's the deal: We will go wherever the best players are. Right? Sounds like sounds like one of these assholes from the PGA, right? <laughs> like wherever the wherever the wherever you guys want us to go, we're gonna go. Right? Like we love our show. We talked about the PGA. We love golf. Okay. And if golf changes between now and whenever, then me and Steve will talk and do we still love golf? Really will be the conversation. Like if I'm being honest with everybody, like listen, if everybody goes to live, do I still love fucking three days, Fridays and no drama except for the majors? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Honestly, like probably not, but I do love to fucking gamble and I love golf. So you know, I bitch and moan about the NFL too, and I watch that every goddamn Sunday, Thursday, and Monday. So it'll probably be the same thing with golf. Uh, be my guess, but I don't know, man. Golf is in a weird spot, so you know it we'll is. see. I guess we'll see. TBD. How's that? All right. I guess. Th- I guess this is my take. First of all, I want to. I want. I want to address something you said there. Like, you know, you still love golf. I, I still love golf too. I. I, I don't love it as what as much as I used to, though. Correct. I. I I'm, I have a really bad taste in my mouth from this year. Yeah, it's fucking awful. I they pulled the curtain back way too much on the inner workings of professional golf and the PGA Tour, and I just can't get out of my brain how big of fucking morons uh, run this place. It's and, so bad. And we and between the players, the the rank and file who think they deserve to get paid to like Lanto Griffin going out of pockets and saying, Hey, you know, the 150 best player in the NBA, 
You know, he's worth a lot. I mean, totally different. Uh, you know, the 150 best players, like the seventh, like usually a seventh guy in an NBA on the team bench. Exactly. is got to actually contribute and score points. And uh, Lanzo, I'm sorry, you're never on TV unless you hit an ace or something. Yep. And just seeing like guys like Cantlay try and turn the Ryder Cup into a pay and play scheme. And it just, it's a big turnoff. And 100%. I'm not looking forward to this being a lame duck year in golf. With that said, though, it's still something to gamble on. Do I really love the fact that every, you know, like nothing's really going to matter between now and the majors? I don't love that, but, you know, it's still something to gamble on. We still have some interesting topics to talk about. As far as live golf goes, look, like I made this point with Andy Lack. I, I, I think live would be immensely more popular. And I mentioned this to you if they had some sort of shot link or strokes gained, because then wow. we can actually it's talk game about it. Game changer. We can actually talk about it at this point. Now the gambling community is going to talk about it. No. And I don't know how to have an actual intelligent conversation about live without watching every single shot. And I'm just going to be perfectly honest, guys. This is my full-time job. I got two young kids. I work a nine to five. I can't, there's only so much room in my life to watch a lot of golf. And it's even getting harder to watch like some of the regular events on Sunday to try and do this stuff for you. So like it's, but unfortunately I feel like we're getting to a point where if we are content producers and if the majors are really all they're going to matter, and the only time these guys are ever going to get together is at the majors, I feel like we have to start talking about it. I don't think we can ignore it anymore as an industry. I think we have to actually start trying to watch live, get whatever we can out of it, and actually try and figure out how to have a grown-up conversation about it without devolving into blood money or these guys are washed because it's not true. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad players on live. John Rahm is. Is is arguably the best player on the fucking planet, and he just went to live. Yeah, there's a lot of li- really good players on live too, you know like, I mean? like like Bryson DeChambeau. Like I, I, I love of, him. I, I've been given I've been given a lot of run to Rick Shields tonight, but he did a round with him, and like that dude, just when he connects on a drive, he's so good at golf. And like you know, even like a Patrick Reed, I miss that guy. Like just with how good he is around the green and everything, like these guys can still go to majors and do okay. Personality, man, he's got a personality. He's not like every other ass. Right, and oh. what I what I worry about too, it what I worry about too is if we are, and I'm not exactly how it's going to go. Like if they have an agreement or not, or regardless, like what's to stop some of these top names if either they don't get an agreement, they get fed up, or this is just a lame duck year and everybody gets back together in 2020. Anyways, what's to stop a lot of these top guys from just taking a year payday? going to play over there yep and they coming back so i feel yep. like at this point we have to start talking about it somehow we have till february yep. until that point i mean all my fucking guys are over there now so i mean i'm probably it's true in reality i'm more apt like if keegan goes oh like like what what's my i mean he's probably on the list i mean i mean they're asking I mean, they ask he watched the pga route against scotty scheffler jt ricky and all these fucking drips with no personality like i mean look they're probably going down the list at this point i mean they had, apparently ludwig got an offer recently hovland got an offer hands got an offered they're going down the list of guys and probably Dude. keegan at some point is going to get asked i see what you're doing i'm not going to engage the uh it, you know it's true though they're, they're probably talking to him i know but the way you said it was like they're going to go down the list they'll eventually get to him that was a dig no i think i think he's within like <laughs> i think he's within like 15 guys which is pretty oh, good yeah yeah, I think I think he should be on their short. Can you imagine if Vic went? God, that right after Rom, that'd be the end. I mean, I I'm mean, telling you, that would be the end. 
it wouldn't be the end because it's just like it's not going to make people watch live but it's just going to it's just going to make people bro i'm already thinking about watching more live i didn't do it when just cam went but now cam yeah but we're we're, we're golf diehards though like tommy's not going to go watch live no that's fair yeah so tommy only opposed him on a moral basis for some fucking reason no offense i love you mean it all right i think the point is We've largely, I mean, I tried doing live shows. I didn't really know exactly how to talk about it. I think in 2024, at least this show. Not to make a concerted effort. We are going to at least, I think, either devote a segment on Tuesday to talk about it. Or God forbid, even just do a standalone Wednesday show. All right. I guess we'll see where it's at. Well, listen, thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging in. Uh, Had another great year. Uh, Catfish, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> glad you tuned in as well. Uh, listen, we had another great year. Don't forget to rate and review. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. For those who don't celebrate, happy holidays. Hope everybody just has joy in their life. Uh, and uh, listen, uh, I guess, are we going to talk before the new year? Yeah, we got the Majors preview next week. All right, so we got the Majors preview next week. Uh, but yeah, everybody enjoy some time. Hug everybody love. And uh Yeah, enjoy this time with uh, your friends and family, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for going on this ride.